Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not a substitute for therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or share your progress, email me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, after you listen, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Welcome home, co-journers. I'm glad you're here for another episode. And we have two poems today, and I'm excited about both of them uh, because they both deal with spirituality. I welcome the diversity of our audience, both in culture and also in religious tradition. And so our uh, first poem comes from a Buddhist perspective, and it is from Denise. And so, Denise, thank you so much for sending in your piece. And it is entitled, I Am. I am the tide that rolls in to foam the sand. I am the wind dancing across the treetops, swirling and dipping in joy. I am the high mountain's cold glacier waiting for the first kiss of the morning sun. I am the crooked-eared cat, slitted-eyed and purring in a patch of sunlight. I am the sweet vibration of wind chimes sounding in the still garden. I am the incense rising and spiraling, my soft fingers of scent caressing the Buddha's face. I am me, I am me, I am. Yes, Denise, thank you so much for sending this in. And I love that you share that this was inspired while you were on a retreat this past weekend. And so I love that you all are taking time for yourselves to reflect and to write and then to share it with our audience because many of us write things and they just stay in a journal or they stay on your phone or wherever you place them. But what an additional gift to write it and then share it. So in some ways we end up benefiting from the retreat uh, that you attended. And our second poem is from Daniel, and it also deals with this holistic approach of spirituality. The Spiritual Emergency. I could have lost my identity in the fragments of this dissonance, knowing only with breakdowns comes breakthroughs. And maybe not seeing myself in a moment doesn't reflect that my truth isn't there. I draw from making sense the more I feel and see my perceptions. Like, can I let go of the questions? Am I suffering under no rhyme? Is my soul evolving? This feeling of stuck gets less subtle as you internally cry to universe and all, trying to breathe that life into myself again, running from judgments of myself, looking deep into myself again, clashing with who I see in my authentic self. And my soul is tired of stagnance. And what I feel isn't one thing, but out of it I have to create if I will ever be seen in the fullness 
with the placements of many thoughts. I ask if I will make this out alive with me intact, evolving. Yes, Danny. Yes, to evolving. Absolutely. I love the form of questions in your reflection and naming that sometimes we are not just physically tired, uh, but we can really be even spiritually tired. So when you say my soul is tired of stagnance and we get to that place uh, where we must need move, grow, evolve, manifest, shift, uh, that that is this internal alarm that lets us know it's time, it's time, it's time. And so if anyone is listening on today and is in need of that confirmation, I'll just say again, it's time, it's time, time to shift, time to evolve, time to manifest, time to come home to yourself, uh, that we get to the place where our souls are tired, are weary with being stuck. And so we shift. Yes. So thank you both uh, for writing in today and keeping us uh, connected to our holistic perspective, mind, body, and spirit. And so uh, if others want to share your poems or have written vows to yourself, please send them to homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com, homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. On today, we have an important topic that has been recommended, suggested, requested uh, by multiple listeners, and that topic is jealousy in friendship. Ah, jealousy in friendship. And this is... Uh, such a painful reality that is common and that can also be destructive to the friendship. And so we want to look at uh, what is going on in those dynamics when there is jealousy in the friendship, uh, what the costs of that can be, uh, to look at what to do when that is showing up, and uh, when necessary, uh, when to cut it, eliminate it, step back or take space uh, from the from the friendship. So uh, let us consider, you know, some signs. How do you start to recognize jealousy in friendship? And let me say, some people will just come out and tell you, uh, maybe when they're more self-aware, uh, they will say, you know, I'm so... Uh, jealous, right? I'm so jealous of your life. I'm so jealous that you have this and, you know, whatever the particular aspect of your life that they desire. Uh, but there are ways that it can also show up in an unhealthy way. So I want to name from the beginning uh, that jealousy on a surface level is really that you desire something for your life that you don't currently have and someone else has it, right? So having a desire for something in your life that is not currently manifesting uh, is not a terrible thing, right? It doesn't necessarily make you a bad friend. Um, it's not necessarily psychologically unhealthy to desire something. So um, it may be as simple as um, this person 
has a lot of friends and makes friends easily, and you have always been shy. And so you kind of marvel at the way they do that. And you, you're jealous that they don't have the social anxiety that you have, that it's not really hard for them in the way it's hard for you to interact with people. Um, and so that may be there. Uh, sometimes if we are uh, struggling financially and you have a friend who is doing very well financially, uh, there can be that jealousy of like, oh, I wish I didn't have to stress about bills. I wish I had that life where it was not a worry or concern. Um, if uh, a friend has a partner or a loving partner um, or is married and that is a desire you have for your life, you may, you know, find yourself wishing that you had what they have, right? Not their particular spouse. That's a different issue. Uh, but if you just see, oh, they are in this loving, caring relationship and I wish I had that, right? Or uh, it can also show up. I have uh, friends who are challenged with uh, fertility issues. And so, you know, seeing people with children and if you desire children, uh, that can be something where, you know, you you wish you had what your friends had, right? So there are, um, in and of itself, it uh, it is not a toxic thing or an unhealthy thing. It is what we do with that unmet desire, right? What we do with that unmet need within ourselves and also how we respond to our friends, right? So when you can start to know it is a problem is, for example, when it blocks your friend from being able to celebrate you, when they cannot be happy for you, right? When they cannot celebrate your good news because they are so frustrated, bitter, disappointed that they don't have what you have, then that is going to damage the friendship because then I'm, I have to censor my good news. I have to censor my joy because my joy makes you miserable, right? Now, you can already see that's going to be a problem in friendship. We are not really friends if my happiness bothers you, right? If my blessings cause you to be angry, right? And that's not real friendship, yes? So if you start to notice that um, uh, people get angry about your good news, they are negative when you share uh, a blessing that you have that they always want to poke holes on it or dismiss it or, you know, the backhanded kind of negative comments, which are really insults. And people, especially quote unquote friends, can hide insults in humor, right? So they are laughing and smiling while they're saying it. But, you know, as the hearer or recipient uh, that there is a sting to it, right? That it's it's a dagger in some ways with their words. And so that um, is a warning sign that the unmet need or the desire they have is now polluting the possibility of this friendship, right? Another one you can notice 
is not only are they unable to celebrate you, um, but when someone is in that toxic space with the jealousy, they are constantly trying to compete with you, right? They always need to outdo you. Anything you say, they have to say uh, something to draw the attention back to themselves. Uh, because when people are settled in who they are and clear about who they are, they don't have to uh, constantly require all the attention, all of the praise, all of the shine uh, that they can sit with uh, whatever is your story, right? Whatever your moment is without needing to make it about them. And so uh, friends don't compete with friends, right? It's not it's not that kind of party, right? We want, we want uh, everybody in the friendship to win, right? That it is um, my desire for uh, my friend's dreams to come true. It is my desire, like deeply and authentically, for my friends to be happy, for my friends to be fulfilled, uh, for my friends to prosper, for my friends to live in, in purpose. And so when that now it is different if we say this friendship circle is motivating or inspiring, right? So that's not competition. It's just, um, you know, I see what this friend is doing and that they uh, take a step in faith and, you know, and they were able to do this thing. So now um, it, it inspired me to want to. Uh, pursue my dreams. So you want to really reflect on, um, is it inspiration and motivation and that whole uh, notion of iron sharpens iron that we make each other better by just being in each other's presence? Or is it more a feeling of competition or one up or trying to outdo the other person? Yes. Another warning sign is when uh, the quote is trying to make you feel bad about yourself. And so when people allow their jealousy to turn into this malicious place of trying to bring someone down, right? That it, in your mind, you have decided this person has like too many good things. So then um, trying to uh, insult them, calling it uh, constructive criticism, but it's really just meanness. Um, and so it, when it comes from that really hate-filled place, it, it comes with that anger in it. Um, it gets reveal the heart of the matter gets revealed and of course real friends can always give each other feedback or correction or uh guidance on something or insight but it really is about the tone in which it is given that can let you know is this coming from a place of love or is this coming from a place of this person is really trying to like break my spirit this person is is really trying to like tear me down um, that it's that whole thing of when people say, if you have friends like this, you don't need enemies. So if I am uh, consistently leaving this person's presence or coming away from those fun phone calls, uh, feeling uh, attacked or feeling 
like I have to uh, be careful I'm walking on eggshells, um, then that is telling you that their uh, jealousy issues or whatever other issues they have going on are creating some poison in the friendship. Um, and that may come from people struggling with their own uh, insecurities and self-esteem um, that from a behavior standpoint goes from them desiring more from their lives to sometimes even trying to block opportunities for you. You know, so you can tell a lot about the level of a friendship by the way people talk about you when you're not present, right? Or the way they are silent in spaces where other people are talking negatively about you, yes? So uh, we want to know in and of itself, desiring something or wishing or hoping or even praying you had something that has not yet manifested in your life that you do see in the lives of your friends uh, is not a bad thing, right? It just means I'm not where I want to be and some of my friends are further along on this journey than I am, right? Um, but when it becomes unhealthy or toxic or problematic is when my unfulfilled dreams cause me to mistreat my friend, cause me not to be a supportive friend, uh, cause me uh, to compete with and even uh, have difficulty celebrating or being happy for my friend, right? So we want to be aware of those um, distinctions. And I want to name uh, two different categories for uh, the friend who is holding the jealousy, that there's a category of people having things you don't have yet, but that are in the realm of possibility. So they may become goals for you, or they already are a goal for you. And so you work toward that goal, right? So um, if your friends have all graduated and you have not graduated yet, then you know, you can say, I'm working toward graduation. This is something that, you know, I admire that these other people have or that this friend has. And I know I put my mind to it, my time, my resources. That is something that can manifest in my life, right? Or a lot of my friends, we like to write. So um, if one of the friends has not, has never published their work before, and so they may feel like jealous of, oh my goodness, these other friends are published, but now I'm gonna like go out there, I'm gonna do the research and find out how can I publish my work and I wanna try to, to make this happen, right? So that is a way of going after the dream that uh, does not require me to uh, put down or be negative toward the people who have already done it. I'll even say in the romantic space, you know, if my uh, friend has a loving relationship and I am in an unloving, unhealthy relationship, then I can think about, you know, do I need to leave this relationship? Uh, do we need to go to couples counseling? Uh, do, you know, what needs to shift in my life uh, for me to get more in a position and a place uh, to receive the love that I desire, 
right? So those categories are a little bit easier to address because there is actually something you can do about it, right? I do want to name that there are things that you may be jealous about that are beyond your control, right? It is just the way uh, you were born or it's just your personality or it's, you know, the family you were born into. So, um, for example, because uh, I, I think of this because I have a good friend who um, is short. So she, you know, always wished she had long legs, right? There, we're, <laughs> nothing's going to change that, right? We, you know, you may have a physical attribute that either you just like, or it may also be that society likes or that society kind of celebrates and you don't have that and a friend does. So I would say, to just have a place of awareness that like, oh, that is something that I wish I had, but it's not, it's not in the cards for me, right? That is not, it's just not going to happen. Um, but I don't have to put down my tall friends. I don't have to say to my tall friends, I hate you because you have those long legs I wish I had, right? So um, it is that self-awareness and giving yourself compassion and clarity about, you know, so even the family you were born into, you know, we came out of Mother's Day and are going to go into Father's Day. And this can be a challenging time for people who are thinking about the parents they received and the parents they didn't receive. And so that is not like something you can work on, that it, those are who you have right? Um, you can build other relationships with and people get godparents or mentors. Uh, but in general, there are some aspects of our lives uh, that are kind of baked in is what we come with. And so you want to be mindful within yourself that you don't hold it against people who have those things that you didn't have. Um, and even though you may grieve not having it, that you would not want to tear down or insult or make people feel bad who had those things, right? So it requires that self-awareness and that emotional maturity. Um, and you want to catch yourself, you know, if you um, have noticed that uh, those feelings or even thoughts or behavior within yourself to really be intentional about shifting that I do not want to sabotage this friendship because of my insecurity, because of my brokenness, because of my disappointment. That I want to honestly work on being the kind of friend that can support and celebrate my friends, even when they have something I don't have, right? That it becomes a value of mine and an and importance of stepping outside of myself, where I am not uh, always the center of my thoughts, but I am also able to consider uh, the feelings and the hopes and the life experience of others. Um, if you are the friend who someone else is jealous of, I would um, one if you're first, you know, if it hasn't gotten to a a, a super problematic place. Um, you want to be able to point out if there have been negative actions or words to point it out to the person, not necessarily 
necessarily saying you're doing this because you're jealous. Because if someone's not self-aware, they're going to just deny it and say, who do you think you are? I'm not jealous of you. So whatever the motivation is, the behavior or the words are actually the problem. So it's for that person to wrestle with why they said what they said or why they're doing what they're doing. But to just say, you know, I feel like when I share my good news with you, uh, it seemed like you were upset about it. And that doesn't feel good to me in our friendship. It makes me not want to share good news. The person may not even be aware, right? They might have felt it, but didn't realize the way in which it was showing up or the way it was affecting you. So I would say if there are behaviors or words that you feel are perhaps coming out of that jealousy, to name them and how they make you feel, um, because that needs to shift if this friendship is going to continue. I would also say helping uh, your friend to have a more realistic picture of your life. Sometimes people are jealous um, of others because they think this person has everything, right? And that this person's life is perfect, that they never have had a worry in their life. Uh, because, you know, we often center the things we don't have. So you have this idea of like, oh, if I had that, um, I would be so happy. And you, you can kind of place on somebody your assumptions based on one category, right? You don't even know the fullness of the story. Even I'll say sometimes when we're jealous of other people's relationships and you don't know the fullness of the story, you might be jealous of someone having children and you don't know before that child, they had three miscarriages, right? You don't know the fullness, right? Of people's story. You may be uh, jealous because this uh, person has a well-paying job and you have no idea that they deal with panic attacks or social anxiety. And so in the friendship, it is helpful for us to see each other as full beings. And that requires some level of transparency and uh, sharing. It is also helpful and important to acknowledge your friend's achievements and strengths. Because often people overlook the things they're good at and they focus on what they don't have. And so sometimes just giving that reminder to the friend uh, can be helpful so that the thought isn't, you know, you're the superstar who has everything and I have nothing. And meanwhile, they're overlooking the gifts, the, the, the blessings, the skills they have, you know, which is a natural thing. The things that come easy to us we often don't think of as amazing, right? So um, I have a friend who's great at baking. And so when I bring this up, it kind of startles her because she grew up baking. Her mother was a uh, baker. Her grandmother was a baker. And it's like, it's quote unquote, nothing to her. To her, it's so like easy. Why is it even worth mentioning? And it's like, not everybody can do <laughs> what you just did in that kitchen, right? So sometimes it can help the friendship or help the friend to be able to know that there are things about them that you admire and appreciate. And then I would say um, spend making sure that no one friend is dominating all of the airspace, right? That there is time for us to talk about everybody's dreams, 
everyone's hopes, everyone's disappointment, that there is equal space in the friendship, right? So uh, it is possible to uh, have friends and remain friends with people who struggle with uh, disappointment or lack of fulfillment, but the importance is they don't take it out on the friend and end up sabotaging the friendship. If, however, you find yourself with a friend that is not shifting and you try to encourage them and then all you get back is negativity, um, you celebrate them, but they never celebrate you. You leave room in the conversation for them, but they're always trying to talk over you. Then you will need to reflect on perhaps a different decision. Um, taking some space, stepping back. If, if, a time, if times with friends make you feel worse, this is not really friendship. So as I said, initially, you can try to give some feedback and see if things shift. But the, if there is no shifting, and if you're constantly feeling on tiptoe and uncared for, it may be time to release, or I would say to at least um, extend uh, your idea of how close you have to keep them. So for some people, you might not want to end the friendship, but you also may not want to hold them so close where you are spending so much time with them or constantly on the phone talking with them if it is unhealthy uh, for you. Yes. And many people don't talk about breakups and friendships and how painful they can be and how you really kind of deliberate, especially if you've been friends for years, trying to figure out how to make it work. And so, yes, put in the effort and know that in the end, friendship is to be a place of nourishing. Not that we will um, not, you know, sometimes there will be disagreement that we all have growth we need to do. But is it growing or is it destructive? And so a part of us homecoming, a part of us on this journey home is being able to be authentic with our friends. And I hope you have some good friends in your life. And if you don't, I hope that you will open the door and the possibility to meet some new people. And if you are the jealous friend, I hope that you will not let your unfulfilled areas of life cause you to sabotage what could be a really good friend. And so work on your self-awareness, build up your life in the ways that you can so that it will be fulfilling and be mindful to celebrate and love your friends. I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit, welcome home.